If you like sports talk with absolutely no sports talk, then welcome to the Just Not Sports podcast. This is the show where a couple guys who work in sports talk to the people who play and cover sports about anything they like, just not sports. It's also the show where occasionally we dabble in the personality and culture around sports and just do what we can, man, to get everyone to take a deep breath and just chill out or as Aaron Rodgers would say relax relax I'm your co-host Brad Burke with me our fresh-faced sports media strategist who has worked for the Colorado Buffaloes the Green Bay Packers and many global sports brands it's Adam Millard hi Adam hi Brad also with us in Brooklyn our Emmy-winning sports producer Gareth Hughes Gareth how are you uh, good to be talking to you, gentlemen. Not with us today. Still in detox. Still in solitary after his trip to Egypt. Joe Reed, producer. He'll be back soon. Why are we here today? This is kind of like a little mini-sode. If you guys have been following the show, we, you know, we all have a background in content development, video content. So occasionally we do some video work that we find interesting uh, in the in the late Spring, early summer, we did a project called More Than Mean with Sarah Spain and Julie DeCaro and One Tree Forest Films about the just terrible harassment of women sports reporters and just how kind of silly and needless it all is. And this time around, we had an idea that really was sparked um, when A.J. Green, wide receiver from the Bengals, announced that if his wife's due date conflicted with one of their big games, that he would, you know, not go to work that day and be there for the birth of his child. Admittedly, the the media attention for this is not as bad as it's been in the past. There have been some really celebrated examples in the past few years of dudes getting scorched by top-tier national media for just wanting to attend the birth of their children. Uh, but still, on Twitter, you see fans complaining about it's going to ruin their fantasy team, fans complaining about how these guys get paid millions of dollars, they deserve to be you know, on with the team all the time, that kind of stuff. And and some members of the media have no sympathy for them or what they're doing. We wanted to jump into the conversation. We wanted to talk to some of the guys who uh, have a story to tell about this issue. And I think just try to empathize with what it's like to be in that situation. We're not telling you how to think as a fan necessarily. We're just telling you, we're just giving you more to think about, I guess that's the way I would say it. Gareth, this was your idea. You're a father. I'm a father. Adam has what? How many kids now? Uh, I have a cat <laughs> who loves TV. Loves TV. one cat, especially football. <laughs> Gareth, this was your idea. What was the what was the impetus? When did you kind of think? Um, uh, oh, here we go again with this conversation. Well, you said it, and I think it bears noting that, like the AJ Green thing, it did not set off a firestorm of hot taken uh, or it hasn't yet. I mean, who knows? Uh, there was less of that around this at the same time. I think part of what inspired me, I mean, look, I was in New York when the Daniel Murphy thing went down. 
and that was a big topic of conversation around here. And because he missed three, that, he missed the first three days of the season uh, under the MLB's new policy to give people three games off to be at the birth of a child, and he got scorched by the New York media, like Francesa. There's like kind of an infamous clip of him and other media there, right? By the way, missing the first three days of the baseball season, who? Who cares? Who cares? I really think this is a bigger conversation in football than any other sport because there's 16 games. Correct. It's, yeah, because it's such a huge percentage of the season. But, you know what? I've done interviews with players from the 80s, uh, NFL players and their wives, and they've talked about it. And they told me that if he missed the game or if he missed the birth of their kid, that was fine because football was his job. So. I just think that this, I loved what AJ said, because I would have done the same thing as a father. And I just think that it reflects a changing time. And you can track now, just anecdotally through my own experience, but you can track from in the 80s, it was he can miss the birth, his job is more important, to a few years ago, I guess he can go to the birth, but he's going to hear about it. To now, like I think this can be a positive thing and that, Players should be expected to be and live a well-rounded life that includes parenting and playing football, and which is a livelihood, and off-field activities. I just I loved AJ's stance on it. I think Marvin uh, Marvin Lewis, from everything I read, was just basically like, "Yep, that's cool." Yeah, you know, he misses to go and like look, Brad. We grew up as Bengal fans, like. That makes me like the Bengals. Like that makes me want to root more for a team to hear that that is their stance on it. Right. So. And so here's what we did about it. We did a video with um, two former NFL players, very you know celebrated, you know beloved figures in their communities. Charles Tillman, uh, former NFL Man of the Year, longtime Chicago Bears player, ended his career last year with the Carolina Panthers as they went to the Super Bowl. Um, and Greg Jennings, longtime Packers wide receiver also has played for the Minnesota Vikings, a favorite target of Aaron Rodgers during the Super Bowl season. Miami, Miami Dolphins. Yep, and Miami Dolphins. Both these guys have had uh, countless memorable games in their careers. Uh, and yet, you know, we, what we wanted to do was to sit down with them and just kind of throw at them some of the more memorable dates from their playing careers and just see what they could tell us about it. and. We also, in the process, mixed in the dates of the birth of their children to see what they could talk about there. So right now, let's take a listen to some of this video that we just put online um, this week. November 5th, 2009. I don't know. Was that Buffalo? Titans? No, we didn't play Tennessee. Oh, that was Detroit. Was it Detroit? Giant. You are challenging me with these dates. October 1st, 2005. The birth of my first daughter, uh, Talia Rose Tillman. December 1st, 2010. Oh, my little Ava. You look at what you have in your hand, it's like, oh my gosh. The first thing I remember is like, her head is shaped funny. I've seen the Conan's, we come from France. I'm from Renyablak. I come from France. But the doctor assured me that it goes down, and within like a day, she was good. Look, it's clear that 
yes, there are fond memories of football. It's a passion of theirs. These guys, no one's going to question these guys' desire. They gave their bodies. They gave so much of their the prime years of their um, of their lives to a very dangerous occupation that is meant for our entertainment. No one's questioning their heart, but it's just a different level of, um, you know, it's just a different level when you're talking about the birth of your child in comparison to tell me about this great day that you forced four fumbles or that you, you know, scored in, in a, in a playoff game. Those days are just the reason you live as a human being. And we heard Charles Tillman say, be human, you know, don't be mad at a guy if he wants to be at the birth of his child. Cause isn't that hypocritical? We want these guys to be role models. We want them to be upstanding members of society, but why do we hold them to a far different standard than we would hold the guy working down the hall from us who also wants a day off to be at his, you know, his child's birth. I think it's also interesting that there've been a lot of players who have missed a game because of the death of a loved one. And I don't think that's ever questioned. It seems taboo to criticize mourning the loss of someone, but somehow celebrating the beginning of a life right. um, draws more criticism than mourning the loss of a, uh, of a loved one. And so we talk I about, really get it. and you talk about celebrating like, and you talk about celebrating. I remember when Brett Favre's father passed away and how much the media just fawned over and he plowed through and he went to, and he went and played the game. And I don't say yep. that lightly. My father died. I was at work when he died. I stayed at work for three more hours to finish up a project. And then I flew down to his funeral. Okay. I know everything about my own personal journey of dealing with that and how to balance work and life. It's a reality. I get it. But sometimes I think the narrative becomes we celebrate people when they give up something to be there because it's part of the gladiator sense of sports. And I yeah. think that's fine. And if a guy wants to make that choice, that's fine. I think all we're trying to say is maybe we should look at these people as human beings who are capable of making that choice for themselves. And we shouldn't demonize them if they decide that at this point in my life, I need to put my family a little bit more ahead of what I'm doing you know, as part of my team for your enjoyment viewing public. I think you hit on something interesting, though. I think it also talks about how society views the value of that job, where you said it's a gladiator style. There's nothing I detest more than hearing uh, an athlete saying we're going to battle or we're going to war. Right. No, you were not. You were going to play a football game. This is a football game for AJ Green to say, yes, this is part of my job, but if I don't do my job on this particular day for the birth of my child, the world will go on. Well, dude, my high school golf team was like a war. That mid-Miami League uh, you know, <laughs> tournament was really brutal. Gareth, you, look, we we both have kids. Can you ever imagine yourself saying, "Hey, work"? I guess I'll I'll just skip the birth <laughs> birth of my child and just you know plow through today. I mean, well, that's the thing, though. Like you just said it a minute ago. I think if you frame this question around a choice and leave it up to an athlete, I think that alone becomes a new way of looking at this. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that we're the ones breaking down that door, but I am saying that that has happened in the last few years. And if you doubt that, ask Charles Tillman about what he heard about in 2012, four years ago. I think, and I, I do think that it's interesting to watch as players try to assert more of their own personality and control over 
their time and what is expected of them. You know, that, hey, look, I'm an adult, I'm a grown man, and I am going to have a family as well as have a professional life. And so that, to me, to your point earlier, like you said that it's a choice, but I think just the idea of framing this around a choice for athletes is an interesting way to talk about it. And, you know, Adam, we talked a lot as we were kind of conceiving of this and just kicking the idea around. And you said, look, not every athlete would make the choice to go to the birth of their kid. And that's absolutely true. Um, and then you get into weird stuff like, is it your first kid? Is it your second? And then, you know, the pitfalls of parenting can, is a slippery slope from there. But I, I do think that it's really, um, it's a personal thing and that we should let these guys be people. I also want to say something else though, just because not every athlete would miss a game for the birth of their kid. Maybe they'd rather go to that game. I don't know that that choice needs to be vilified either. It's it's personal. And so whatever they choose and their family chooses as the right thing, that's fine. I do think though, the knee jerk reaction for a long time was why are they missing that for the birth of their kid? And that attitude is changing and it's cool to see. Look, and there are people who, there are a lot of people in America and other countries clearly who do not have the option to leave work due to finances, due to geographic distance and, and be at pivotal family moments. Mm -hmm. These guys do have that option. Okay. So we're not saying that, um, you know, we're not oblivious and we're saying that there are other people who don't give this up to take care of their families. But we also don't rip these guys for having the means to live a fantastic life or a very well taken care of life and then choosing to also be a committed husband and father yeah. and be there. Like, that's what drives me crazy is like, on the one hand, I think there's like resentment that fuels it. It's like, oh, these guys make so much money. They should have to give up everything. Look at all I've sacrificed. Right. Well, we don't not let them buy big houses and buy cars. You know, we live in a capitalist society that lets the people who are the most valued make the most money and right. they should get to do it. On the other hand, there's, I just feel like it's all, there's so much hypocrisy. We want these guys to be upstanding role models and yet we want them to sacrifice fam, family and their own personal beliefs when they don't suit what we want from them or our entertainment value from this and usually said by the same dude who waited an hour in line to get AJ green to sign right. a jersey <laughs> yeah. who JJ green's been at this line for three hours. So shouldn't AJ be by your logic? Shouldn't AJ be watching the film while you, while yeah, right. you wait for him to sign your autograph or shouldn't a guy with a family be spending time with his family instead of, you wait of you waiting for your to sign the autograph. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy, and um, as we know, sp- not, not that there's anything wrong with sports radio, but I think we like we pride ourselves on accentuating the positive aspects of sport and players having a choice, as Garrett said, to do what they want with their life, and particularly when it comes to their families, it's a good thing. And so, I guess people are gonna. Some people will say, "Why did you guys do this? Are you just trying to be?" politically correct or shame everybody. I, first of all, I hate that. I hate the term politically correct. It's a joke. It's a fake term. 
all we talk about is just how each generation decides they're going to define cultural norms. And we know that they're never going to be never going to make anyone happy. There is no ultimate standard. Stop it. <laughs> well, I, I look at more than mean. I think, yes, the goal was to the goal was to make a difference, but more directly to start a to have a conversation. And so that was a bit more of a of a serious conversation and obviously a problem. We're not saying that this is a problem or that fans who complain about uh, this is uh, fans who complain about players um, missing a game for the birth of their child. We're not saying that they are a problem. We're just saying we're, we want to offer you a different perspective. We just want to offer people the opportunity to think a little bit differently. I think, as we've said, some people's knee-jerk reaction is, well, these guys get paid uh, during the season, they get a game check, and you're going to accept a game check and miss, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're yet you're going to miss that game to see the birth of your child. Yep, sure would. This is an important distinction because I think we, on more than mean, we heard from some members of the media and fans, men, who would say, "Oh, well, you guys are just being PC social justice, justice warriors, <laughs> and you're trying to say that." Um, you know, women, you know, need to be coddled and carry the kid gloves. Nope. We just said, maybe don't call women the C word for covering sports. I'm totally fine with my stance on that issue. <laughs> on this one, it's the same thing. It's, it's common sense. It's just common sense. If a guy needs to leave his team function to attend to a personal matter Whatever it is, okay, a, a, a personal matter that's a positive personal matter, not to go to, you know, we, we, we have live sports center coverage of Kobe Bryant going back and forth from 2004, you know, sexual assault trials to NBA playoff games, and people are commending him and how he's doing everything to get back to the game. And yet we're going to vilify other guys who want to just sit in a hospital room and hold their wife's hand when they're having a baby. We're not saying you can't be disappointed that your team might lose a game or that your favorite player might not play, or that your fantasy team might stink that week. You can be disappointed. Maybe don't scream about that to the guy on Twitter who's just trying to have a positive impact on his family. And everyone can just take a breath and just maybe have a common-sense approach to how we treat each other as human beings. Relax (laughs) and think a little bit. Like Aaron Rodgers says, relax, brah. R-E-L-A-X. Guys, Aaron Rodgers did not just walk in. I think Jordan Rodgers says, brah. (laughs) <laughs> that's the same Aaron Rodgers that was at Adam's wedding yeah that's one yeah um, I, I do, I do want to say though that Adam I love what you just said because that is that is that bears noting for this and part of our own personal problem is that anything coming after more than mean and the success and conversation that came around that uh, is, that was serious and eye opening for a lot of people but what this just seemed like a fun, interesting thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And when you threw it out when we threw it out to a couple guys, they it sort of bore out that yes, that is a good thought experiment because I'll sit down and do it with you guys. And look, we're gonna so, hear from the guys in a second. Greg Jennings and Charles Tim we're gonna play we, we did an interview with Greg Jennings around the shoot and we um and we talked to Charles pretty extensively. A lot of that is in the video. We'll, we'll use some of that audio. Uh, Charles has been on the show before in the past as well. You know I don't want to say that like it still maybe doesn't rankle those guys a little bit what they heard. I mean, Charles was not super happy 
to have been criticized so much. Again, these are guys who give up a lot of their prime years for a sport uh, that is meant for our education. Yes, they get paid very well in some cases, but at the same time, like I do think that I was surprised to see myself just some of the reaction that I felt you know, they had to the criticism that they took. And I also think that's just an interesting thing for us to think about. It, it, sports, internet, all that stuff can just feel like a video game and you feel like you just yell at whatever you want and these guys are just either paid to deal with it or they just don't, they should be trained enough not to think about it. But, you know, when a guy's trying to make a, what he feel, thinks is the right decision for his family, um, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be, you know, turning on the radio and hearing people debate whether he's being selfish. So I think, I just think we underestimate sometimes that they might have an emotional reaction to this. That doesn't mean we have to baby them. Right. They're grown men. They're grown, they're grown adults. But I think a lot of fans are more sensible than we give them credit for. And that a lot of them might, given the right you know, circumstance, think twice before they criticize a guy for just being a good dad. Well, an interesting thing um, that we'll hear from Greg Jennings is about the particular uh, time that he missed because this was 2006 before the before the rise of social media right. criticism. So what did he hear from people? Um, we'll get into that a little bit more. I also when when we were first concepting this idea, I it popped up in my head. I th- I think Greg Jennings missed a game for the birth of his child, and um, before I found the date, I reached out to. Uh, a couple different Packers beat writers. And I said, do you remember Greg missing this game, a game for his child? And no, none of the media I talked to actually remembered it. So like to the people on the team and the people around the team, it was, it wasn't a big deal. And just, just relax, brah. Yeah. Yeah, Relax because if you're having your first kid, you'll never relax again. (laughs) That is right. Your days of relaxing are over. My friend. <laughs> or if you are a hot taker, uh, we we will we throw down the hammer ahead of time. Come on, just not sports and talk about it. I know you have your forum, but if you'd really like to have it a, a genuine discussion, we're happy to have you. Emphasis on genuine. Yeah, right. So, okay, well, with that, yeah, we sat down with Greg. Well, we shot with him in Minneapolis, and then we filmed with Charles here in Chicago. Uh, definitely tune in, and uh, we'll be right back. So we are fortunate today to have former Packer, as I remember him, but also <laughs> Viking and Dolphin, Greg Jennings here uh, for a special project we're working on. Um, Brad, you want to talk a little bit more about the concept? Yeah. I mean, in short, whenever athletes announce they're going to have a baby in season, there's this rampant speculation. Oh, what if they miss a game? What if they miss a game? And recently that's even morphed to... My fantasy team, you know, it's not even just about wins and losses anymore. It's like everybody's got an opinion on this. And uh, look, I have a kid, and I can, <laughs> I can tell you this. I wasn't about to skip the birth to be at the office. <laughs> and so, Greg, I mean, I think what we're doing, and, and you've given us a lot of time, and, and Charles Tillman, your former, um, you know, rival in, in Chicago, we're trying to just highlight the human side of this story. I think, you know, People see the speculation. AJ Green from the Bengals just, you know, there's a lot of speculation about he was just gonna, you know, miss a miss a game potentially. His wife just had a baby. Um, 
what's it as a player, as someone who's who's um, missed a game uh, because of a uh, of the birth of one of your children, which we'll get into in a second. What do you think when you see people, kind of whether it's media or fans or even just one guy on Twitter? What do you think when you see people saying that athletes should not miss team functions for uh, the birth of a child? Number one, it's it's insensitive. Um, and I think it's number number two. It's something that another man or another person shouldn't have a say in. Like, it's not the birth of your child. It's the birth of my child. Mm -hmm. It's not your life. It's my life. And so when you hear all these opinionated fans... Because, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's typically who it is. It's the fans because of fantasy football. And the height of fantasy football is has made it more, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's almost like it's given them this platform to feel as though you are owned by them. <laughs> like, dude, you're, you're going you're gonna to ruin my fantasy if you don't play it. <laughs> And what what they have to understand is we have families. We have, li- right. we have lives that we lead and that we live. And there are things that are important to us, just like there are things that are important to you. And for us, it probably isn't going to be fantasy. It's going <laughs> to be family. Right. Um, there's very few times, guys – would even think of missing a game, let alone a game of practice. I mean, injuries being one, and then number two, a family emergency or being sick, which guys in this league, for whatever reason, you don't see guys sick that often. Mm -hmm. But when we decide to make that choice and that stance to be there for our spouses or, or the birth of our children, it should just be left just right there. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the birth of your kid. Hope all goes well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that should be all that's said. Right. Is there any kind of is there anything to the idea of this being an old school male attitude? The reason I ask that is, I, I feel like it's not as big a deal if a player misses a game because of a death of a loved one, but. The birth of a loved one—that's optional. Death, you have to go to that funeral. Is that, is that, is that true? First of all, and why do you think there's an attitude? The attitudes are different. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from when it comes to it's almost accepted or expected for someone to miss because of death. Um, when, in all honesty, I'm, a, I'm a faith guy. I'm a, I'm a man of faith, so it should be reversed we should be expected to not be present when it comes to life because it's like, this is life. This is someone who is now having the opportunity to, to, to live and impact and be impacted. When someone has experienced death, it is what it is. There's nothing else we can do. There is absolutely nothing else we can do. We can, we can try to hold on to memories, which are important there's nothing we can really, there's not really, there's nothing we can do about that. 
they're gone. Um, but it's expected for us to say, or it's okay for us to make sure that we're there to say bye. And I, and I don't try to make light of death, but it's not expected or accepted as well for us to say hi. And I guess when you look at, when you look at just society as a whole, we struggle saying hi to one another just in passing. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess there's a correlation there, but um, yeah, there, there's definitely something to that. And I think as a player, it's um, it's something that we have to just support one another, continue to support one another. And I think this is a great way of of getting it out there of how players feel, especially guys like myself who who's gone through missing a game because of birth. Yeah, you mentioned that. Okay, so December 31st, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. First of all, kudos on you for having an Easter baby and a New Year's baby. I know, right? <laughs> How'd you I do know. that, man? I know. It means just like, one less day you got to worry about gifts, you know? You just like, you know, kind of double them up. Cinco so, de Mayo next time. So Mike. like, what's, what's so funny is like my son, he was supposed to be born on Halloween. And it's like, <laughs> we all these holidays, I mean, we thought that our daughter, Ava, who was born on December 1st, was going to be a Thanksgiving baby. I mean, it was... I don't believe it's like every every child we had was a holiday. I can um, picture you with a calendar, like secretly, and you're like, "Hey, honey, uh, you want to have a glass of wine tonight?" Yeah, He's like, you know, today. Like, let's go. We're gonna yeah. check off Arbor yeah. Day. I'm telling you, man. Like March was March first. It was like March or March somewhere in March. It was like, okay, let me see, tax write off, December. <laughs> we can do this. Come on, babe. We gotta go at it again. We need. We got two in December, so I mean. <laughs> so it's December thirty first, two thousand six. Packers playing the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, technically speaking, you guys were in playoff contention, although ultimately it didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. But you, you were telling us you got the call the night before. Mm-hmm. Your wife's going into labor. Can you walk us through the decision making process you make? Because I think uh, we think of it as probably like this tortured. What am I going to do? But I think you would <laughs> say it was probably a little bit more of an immediate decision that you got to get to the hospital. Yeah, it was definitely an immediate decision. It was more so I think the, the decision was how quickly – I think the, the, the process, I would say, was, man, okay, how quickly can I get there? Logistics. Right. Would, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what's the quickest way of getting myself back to where she is? Is that flying or is that driving? Was that like the and, bikes, like a Packers training camp? You just hop on yeah, the you know, like, like stranger, stranger I'm thinking things. Like, I'm thinking like get to the airport. I mean, I got to wait about at least an hour or so before the plane takes off, land, blah, blah, blah. Car ride is three hours. Like, ah, which can be more efficient and yeah. get me there the quickest. And I opted to jump on a plane and go over. And um, I think I got to the airport, like about the Chicago airport, about, 45 minutes before the plane took off or wow. about an hour just before. Um, fortunately for me, it was early, early morning. Yeah. So it wasn't a ton of traffic. So there's two, guys, there's two going, guys who live in Chicago. We know yeah. about those early Translation, morning flights. You're going 120 up <laughs> yeah. the highway. Oh, the Wisconsin man. guys yeah. are like, let them go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was – it was uh yeah that was the toughest decision whether to drive or to fly for me. Actually, probably a couple of state cops being like, "Actually, we're gonna pull you over. You need to go back to Chicago." I know, I know, I, I, I know right? <laughs> you're not getting out of this state. Well, sir. You're also not gonna play tomorrow. Well, look, and the other thing is, so you made the decision to go back, but you're glad you did, not just because you're there for the sort of magical birth of a of a child, but you were 
talk about, if you don't mind, the complications that you and your wife ran into that made you that much more um, relieved that you were there and in the room and present in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, you go into the birthing process and the focus is always on the child and making sure, you know, everyone's concerned about, you know, you want to have a healthy baby. You want to make sure that everything is all great. You know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, the, yeah. the <laughs> typical checklist. And, you know, we had the baby, we had Amaya and all was well with her. But then they say to me that, you know, we're going to just monitor Nicole. She's having some complications with her breathing. We just want to monitor this for a little bit. All should be well, but we just, and it's like complications breathing. Wait a minute. What does, what does that all mean? Yeah. What is, you know, and so it makes it that much more um, meaningful that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it heightens that, that, that desire to be there even more mm-hmm. now because man, had I not been here, I would have been getting this news from a distance over the phone and not really knowing and being able to physically see her right. breathe or struggle breathing, if you will, to where I would be at peace or I would be at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2006, uh, the center of my social media world was MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I was more of a friendster guy. <laughs> I know I know Twitter and other forms of social media have changed things in terms of being mm-hmm. an athlete and your interaction, but also reaction from fans. Can you imagine in 2006 what the reaction from fans would have been like had social media been more prevalent? Oh man, I, I I couldn't even begin to imagine. I'm one that typically try not to read every every tweet um, in every post that someone makes because I I've never been one to read articles, let alone what someone else says. But missing a game that uh, first and foremost there was a possibility of us making the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Before I left, there was still a possible. There was still that yeah, possibility. Yeah, all those ma- scenarios had to play out. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there would have definitely been a lot more scrutiny um, and a lot more fans weighing in on what is why is he not at the game? I mean, we got a chance, but all <laughs> all things worked out the way it needed. Last question, because um, we got to jump back in. We're in the middle of filming. I think some fans, and not all fans. Look, most people are level-headed, sensible people. On 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 this show, we feel like the ninety-nine percent of sports fans are rational human beings. It, they get caught up sometimes, but it's that vocal minority that that screams and shouts. I think there are there is a sentiment that if a guy skips a game for a personal matter or this, I hear or I see on online people question his heart, question the love of the game. Can you can you help put into context how you can be all in on football, all in on a sport, but also prioritize an important family moment even more. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't care because I feel like that is a perception that fans seem to have, some fans. Yeah, well, so my my stance on that is, you know, when I hear that comment of, you know, they really love the game or is he all in or, you know, does he really care? At that point, particular moment no <laughs> you're right no I, I don't I don't there and there's not an, a, an an amount of a dollar or a dollar amount that you can throw at me to make me care more about the game of football which 
in my world had become my career. Mm-hmm. So there was some obviously an importance there, <laughs> but for me, there's there's nothing more important than your family, other than your faith, and they kind of those two kind of coincide and and literally walk the same parallel to where your faith is really what you believe. And when you believe that your family is going to be priority over your occupation, whatever, whatever position or status you carry. Um, So when you hear that, it has absolutely zero to do with heart, zero to do with love of the game. I mean, you can pose the same question. If a guy chooses not to go, where's his heart at when it comes to his family? Where's his love at when it comes to his family? Mm -hmm. But we don't, pose that question (laughs) right we we more so look at and shine the light on the fact that man he has man look at that he he, his wife is giving birth he's playing the game we applaud it and it's again i'm not judging anyone who chooses to do that because we have the free will to choose what what we want to do but at the same time, if roles are reversed, which tip, it tends to be that they are sometimes, we can't just be one-sided and say, oh, man, where's his love for the game? No, he show, he man, that's awesome that he wants to be there for the birth. He Man, what a great start to right. whatever it is, the family or just him being there. It, it, that's a great start as a parent you being there for the birth of your child. This is kind of a um, semi-related question, but media have actually seemed to be the most uh, understanding on this topic. Right. It's gotten I, better, yeah, for I, sure. So I actually, so I, uh, when we were first talking about this, I was looking to try to remember, make sure I had the right game, and I remember emailing, uh, you remember Rob Domofsky, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Rob said, oh, I don't, did he? I don't remember him. Missing a game at all for the birth of his child. So, like, to I remember even in the press box, uh, once the news got out, it was like it was news, of course, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a big deal to them, which is funny because mm-hmm. it's usually like they're looking for any Absolutely. controversy, but that doesn't seem to be one. Absolutely, is that encouraging to you. It is, it is. Um, in, 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 my, in my case, it was literally the middle of the night early early morning so no one there was no <laughs> there was no chance for anyone to like find out beforehand because it kind of was spontaneously just thrown at all of us including myself um and we had to react to it um and so of course strategically from an organization standpoint they're not going to say anything PR guys they're not going to say anything <laughs> until they have to right so no one even knew that i was gone you know so uh but yeah it's i think the media is, is doing a much better job of of projecting that uh sense of support for the player um when it comes to them missing a game because of family related issues well we can't thank you enough for doing the video for raising awareness we hope it just you know 
opens people's eyes to before they go out and complain or, or write that column, just think about the person involved. And mm-hmm. on behalf of both of us, I just want to say I'm so sorry you had to work with Adam for all those years. You know, <laughs> I've, I've finally gotten over it. And then when I when he reached out, I'm like, Adam again? You <laughs> How'd you find yeah. this email, Adam? Like, Facebook, he, man. Facebook Messenger. Me? No, no, it was always fun. You see, I, you see how the relationship that we still have yeah. is great. Yeah, man. yeah we you have haven't fun. changed a bit. You oh, good. Haven't changed I, hope, a bit. I hope that's good. good no, thing. it's a great thing. It's <laughs> a great thing. All right, well, we got to get back to it. All right, absolutely. All right, thanks. Again, this is a little mini sode about the video project we did. And about an issue that we are passionate about as uh, fans, as uh, sports professionals, and uh, for some of us as fathers and, and all of us as members of family. And uh, we'll be back later in the week for our regular listeners, or if you're new to the show, with a more traditional uh, episode of Just Not Sports. See you soon. <laughs>